Hey, and welcome back to By His Grace Marriage Ministry slash podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about counterfeits and spiritual warfare concerning your God-ordained spouse and marriage. This is a really big topic that not many churches or ministries or believers alike talk about. And it's really sad because this is such a huge, important issue that occurs on a daily basis. Why? Because there's an enemy out there that opposes anything that is from our Heavenly Father, right? He doesn't want anybody to be walking in alignment and will with God for their lives or receiving blessings or anything like that, really. So we are in constant spiritual warfare. And since this podcast is about marriage, I'm going to be talking about spiritual warfare in marriage. And I'm also going to be talking about counterfeits because counterfeits are a really big way that the enemy operates in trying to keep individuals, children of God, bound so that they're not actually walking in their purpose for their life. Um, for the glory of God's kingdom. So let's go right into it. So I just want to start off by saying that this is for men and women, but because I am a female myself, I am addressing this towards women, and it does not matter if you are single and trusting God for marriage. You are what I call a wife-in-waiting. You know it's a part of God's plan for your life, but it hasn't happened yet, or you are already married, and it doesn't matter if you've been married for six months, two years, or ten years. This is for you. I also want to add that because of so much brokenness that has gone on, and because of a lot of counterfeit situations that so many of us, myself included, have fallen into, God is having to break apart and undo a lot of what we've all fallen into to then piece it back together, to realign us back into his will for our lives. So some of you, or most of you, may have um, what's called a prodigal spouse. You may have someone that's coming out of a counterfeit lifestyle that they've lived for several years. Some of you or both of you um, are coming into your God-ordained marriage with children already from a previous marriage or previous relationship, which is called a blended family. And I'm going to talk more about that in a separate episode. There's a lot of religious people that are saying that remarriage and blended families are not of God. And I want to address that issue because it's not true. That's another episode. (laughs) Um, So I, I really want to address... What is a counterfeit? What does a counterfeit look like, especially when it comes to a relationship, when it comes to a person? And then I want to talk about the spiritual warfare that many of us are going to face even before we step into our marriages and after we step into our marriages. Okay. And just a quick little uh, encouragement that I want to throw out there before I move forward. Just a reminder, we cannot bring about God's blessings and promises, whether that has to do with marriage or whatever that that might be. We cannot bring those about 
through our own strength and effort, okay? We can't. So it's very important that you as an individual, before you even come together with your spouse, that you have developed and are working on a relationship with your Father, with your Heavenly Father, okay? Very, very important because there's going to be things that God, this is talking about spiritual warfare, there's going to be things that God is going to want you get you prepared for. He's going to want to train you in certain things. He's going to want to show you certain things. Because more than likely, as I've talked about in my first two episodes, godly marriage has a purpose and an assignment attached to it. And more than likely, a big part of that assignment and purpose is going to have to do with your spouse that he's bringing you together with. Okay? Especially if your spouse or you or both of you are coming out of strongholds or are coming out of counterfeit lifestyles, counterfeit relationship, counterfeit marriage even. Yes, a marriage can be a counterfeit. (laughs) It can. A lot of religious people will tell you you have to stay married in a wrong relationship, in a wrong marriage. I'm going to also talk about that a little bit more in a separate episode. So I wanted to throw that out there. We cannot bring about God's blessings and promises and his will for our life through our own strength and effort. We have to humble ourselves before God and submit to him and let him work in our lives. Let him get us ready for whatever battle we need to face. Now, today, we're going to talk about our marriages, okay? Now, again, I'm going to be directing my um, my conversation towards women. If there's any men listening, just apply it to you how you need to apply it. <laughs> um, so I want to start by saying that God wants to use you, wives, whether you're a wife in waiting or whether you're already a wife, Just know that God wants to use you in your husband's life to help teach him about the love of our Messiah, about the love of Yeshua, okay, or Jesus Christ, okay? Because there's going to be many of us, myself included, where our husbands may be a prodigal. Our husbands may be lost. They may be broken. They may have strayed away from God for a while, okay? And God is going to use you to help bring your husband back to that, okay? Like I've said before, we are their rib. We are their helper made suitable or comparable for them. We are made specifically for our husbands to help um, support them in their walk with God and with the purpose and um, calling that God has given on their life, okay? So, as a wife, you are a messenger of the gospel of peace to your husband. But this requires that you die to yourself first, which is why it's so important that you are prepared first. God does not want to bring you into your marriage and with your spouse until you have gotten where you need to be, especially if your husband has been lost or broken or is a prodigal. God needs you to get to that certain point first so that he can use you to help your husband. That's why it's so important that you die to yourself. So in order to grow into the woman and wife that God has called you to be, okay, that godly wife, that godly woman, you must first die to yourself 
and then he will hold your hand every step of the way after. It's kind of like Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added unto you. So if God is calling you to the anointing and the high calling of a godly marriage, this is what you as the wife or wife-to-be need to do in order to prepare for the godly marriage that God wants to give you. So ask God to show you the ways he wants you to grow in your walk with him and then follow him in that. And that way, when you go into your marriage, you will still be able to follow him. Okay, pray that God would replace your fleshly heart with his pure heart for love and compassion and forgiveness for your husband and grace, because you're going to need all those things, right? Our husbands are not perfect. They're going to make mistakes. They might be walking in their flesh. Their faith might not be like yours. They may not be as mature in their walk with God as you are when God brings the two of you together. Okay? It takes a lot. Marriage is hard work. Marriage is a ministry. Marriage is a ministry. Okay? So pray that God would show you how to love your husband in the way that he loves you. And pray and ask God to show you you know, in what ways you need to be prepared and in, in, in how you can help your husband with his specific needs because every husband is different and every husband is called to something different. So don't just pray to be a godly wife. Pray to be that godly wife for your husband that God has chosen for you. Now, before I go more into spiritual warfare, I want to go into counterfeits. What is a counterfeit? What is a counterfeit? What does that look like? And how can you tell when something is from God or when something is from the enemy? In other words, a counterfeit. So a counterfeit looks like the real thing. Okay. Think about money. When people make counterfeit money, it looks real, right? It looks real that it's gone into circulation and people have used counterfeit money at times because it looks like the real thing. What the enemy does, and again, as I said earlier, because he wants to oppose any blessings, any purpose, any ministry, any calling that God has on your life, he will try to throw you off by throwing out counterfeits, okay? Now, Satan cannot take anything from you. He does not have that power or permission to do so. What he can do, because he's crafty and he's sly, what he can do is he can cause you to stumble and forfeit your own promise and your blessings and your ministry and your purpose and your calling by falling for counterfeits. Now, don't despair. Don't lose hope. I'm not saying if you've done this, because I have too, that you will lose everything that God has for you. No, because there's grace and God understands. So don't despair. (laughs) Um, But a counterfeit can even be a counterfeit job, okay? Um, It could be even a counterfeit ministry where you think you're serving God, but you're actually not in the right ministry. You're not actually walking in the calling or purpose that he has for you. Maybe, for example, you thought, you know, like me, I, I thought I was supposed to be in ministry with children and working with children and, you know, come to find out, God actually wanted me to be doing marriage ministry, which I never would have thought, you know? So at one point, I wasn't on the right path, you know? Um, You know, you could be in a counterfeit career. And then the biggest one is we can end up falling in a counterfeit relationships. So oftentimes what the enemy will do, especially if 
your your calling is to a godly marriage and that's a high calling okay godly marriage is a high calling okay so you know when god calls you to these big assignments and these high callings you have an even bigger target on your back with the enemy um the enemy doesn't want you to come into that godly marriage why like I mentioned in my second episode, you know, God's kingdom is made up of families. What is the foundation of a godly family? It's a godly marriage. So when you come into a godly marriage, it's not just about you and that other person. You're probably going to bring children into it, and then there's going to be generations to come after. That's what a family is. It's a whole family line. The enemy doesn't want that. The enemy wants to try to take as many people, as many souls as he can. So when it comes to a godly marriage, he really wants to stop that. And so one of the ways that I've learned, even from personal experience, is that the enemy will try to throw you into a counterfeit relationship. He'll end up throwing somebody in your path that looks and talks and sounds like like the real deal. You fall in love and maybe you do things the wrong way, right? You know, we're not supposed to have sex outside of marriage. We're not supposed to have sex with anybody that is not our spouse, okay? And yet we do. And now all of a sudden, okay, we have this soul tie. We've created this soul tie with this person who is not our spouse. What's a soul tie? Well, our souls are made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions, when we sleep with somebody, okay, God created sex to be an extreme in-depth way of connecting with our spouses on a soul level. It's what seals our marriages. It's what, um, of course, is, is for procreation. And it's also for us to connect in a way that no other relationship can connect, okay? God created sex specifically and only for a husband and a wife, So when we take sex and misuse it, and we are using it with someone that is not our spouse, we have now connected with this person on a very deep level. Now you've created an ungodly soul tie. It's ungodly because it was a sexual sin, it was fornication, and now you've tied yourself with this person in an unhealthy way. Now your mind is entangled with this person, your emotions or your feelings are entangled with this person, and now your will, your will, not God's, is entangled with this person. And we all know that our feelings and our emotions can be very strong. We hear all the time about people becoming obsessed with people to the point that they commit murder or, you know, other horrible things that we hear on the news, you know? And the thing is, is that when we do that, and I can testify to this, I did this, I did this. You know, I ended up falling for somebody that was not for me. And I ended up suffering, ended up going through heartbreak. I ended up having a child with this person and I ended up becoming a single mother right off off the bat. And that's the other sad thing is that oftentimes out of these counterfeit relationships or marriages comes children. Now it's gotten even more harder, more difficult, more challenging. This is the plan of the enemy. This is what he wants to do. Now, when it comes to children, every child is a blessing. Don't get me wrong. But it does make things much harder. It absolutely does. And I will go even more detail um, in an episode in the future. I'm going to be talking about blending families um, and what that looks like in God's eyes. So when we're in counterfeit relationships, we end up falling in love or what we think is love. A lot of times it's lust. A lot of times... 
these marriages, these relationships, the foundation is not God. Instead, it's counterfeit. It's a lie. It's deceit. And it's also lustful. It's also lustful. Okay? And it's what the enemy does. And so what we're seeing a lot in today's world is we're seeing a lot of people in wrong relationships. We're seeing a lot of people that have come together with the wrong person. And they've created a whole counterfeit lifestyle. You've got some people that aren't even legally married through the government and they're just living together with this person and they've had a couple of kids and, you know, they're telling everybody they're fine and they're happy and they're really not. They're miserable because let me tell you something. When you are in a counterfeit lifestyle, whether you're a believer, whether you're a prodigal, whether you're you're lost, broken, don't understand, this is how you also know you're in a counterfeit relationship. You can't grow. You cannot fulfill the purpose and the calling God has placed on your life because you are not with that person that is there to help you move forward, which is the whole purpose of a godly marriage. And again, this is why the enemy does this, why he causes people to fall into counterfeit relationships so that you can't grow into the purpose and the calling and the person that God has called you to be. You just can't. I mean, that person can be a good person. They don't necessarily have to be toxic. But they are still going to stop you from fulfilling your purpose on this earth that God has given you. Because they are not the assigned person God has given you. No matter how hard you try to make it work. No matter how long. No matter how much effort and time you put into this relationship. It will not work. And that's why the enemy does this. I think I mentioned in either my first or second episode where I said, whenever you build a relationship or even a family on a foundation that is anything other than God, it will eventually come crumbling down. You know you're in a counterfeit relationship when no matter how much you try, no matter how hard you try, no matter how much you change, the relationship is never a good relationship. There's always problem after problem after problem. It could be toxic. You're not growing. You feel stuck in the same spot over and over and over. You feel like you've wasted your life. You feel like you have no purpose. You're walking around in just a shell. You know, You, you feel like you're no one. You feel like you've wasted your life. That's how you know when you are not in alignment with God's will for your life. That's how you know. You might feel fearful. You might feel sad and depressed all the time. You might have anxiety. You might, um, I think I said, did I say depressed already? I think I said depressed already. Um, you might feel stressed all the time because you're constantly fighting. You're constantly, you know, and, and let me tell you, even when you're in a godly marriage, you will face disagreements. You will face trials, but you'll face them together. You're not each other's enemy. Okay. You might even have brothers or sisters around you that will tell you, listen, I don't think that's what God has for you. You know, this is a serious thing. I've actually known people that have felt like they've wasted several years of their life being in in, in a counterfeit lifestyle, being in the wrong job, being with the wrong person. Then you've got so many people that now don't even have any hope in, in another relationship or in a, in a healthy marriage, you know, they want nothing to do with it, even though they really want it inside, but they're scared 
And we all know that fear is not of God. Fear is of the enemy. But they're scared. Why? Because they wasted so many years in a horrible relationship, a toxic relationship, maybe an abusive relationship. Who knows, right? It could be many things. It could be many things. And then what happens when you're scared and you don't want to try again, when God's giving you grace and he's giving you a second chance? Hey, I have marriage for you. You just didn't let me in the first time. But you're so scared to try it that now you're going to pass up what God has for you and you miss out on that blessing. And that's the whole purpose that the enemy has is to cause you to forfeit your purpose and your blessing concerning marriage, concerning family. John 10.10 tells us that the thief, the enemy, Satan, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he wants to do to all of us that are children of God, that are believers, that want to submit ourselves to the calling and the purpose and the will that God has for our lives. Okay? So that's what a counterfeit is. That's what a counterfeit looks like. That's how you can tell if you are with the wrong person. Okay? And I can go on and on. There's more. But for the sake of time, I won't go any further than that. So now, let's go into spiritual warfare. So again, now I'm talking to women. Any men listening, this applies to you as well. But I'm going to be directing towards the women. When you come into your godly marriage or you know that God will be bringing you into a godly marriage, you need to put on that whole armor of God that is in Ephesians chapter 6 because, again, Satan is going to be fighting you left and right, okay, especially if God is calling you to intercede in prayer for your husband, okay, or for your spouse, all right, because, again, more than likely, your spouse or yourself or both are going to be coming out of maybe a a sinful past, maybe a counterfeit lifestyle. You're trying to, you know, get right with God. So more than likely the enemy is going to come for you. Okay. A lot of people also think that after they've come into their marriage, they don't have to pray anymore. You need to pray even more. (laughs) Okay. It's not easy. Marriage is beautiful. It's a blessing and it's a gift from God, but it's not easy. It's a big, big assignment. Okay. All right. So this is to to my ladies, okay? <laughs> now, you may not know this yet, or maybe you do. Maybe God's revealed it to you. Maybe you don't even know who your husband is yet, or maybe you have met him, and right now you're in separation, and God's been showing you that your husband's going through some stuff, okay? Or maybe you're married, and your husband's going through some stuff. Apply it how it fits for you, okay? So, are there strongholds and weights in your husband's life that are possibly more than likely preventing him from serving God with all his heart, soul, and mind, okay? Is your husband tied down with a weight that is trying to take his life, literally, okay? Remember what I said, the enemy tries to still kill and destroy, okay? Perhaps he's in wrong relationships with things, people, or decisions and needs to let them go. Perhaps he has been exposed to things that have infiltrated his soul and spirit and now he is struggling with addiction or the spirit of manipulation, lies or deceit. And there's so many other spirits. It could be anger. He could be struggling with shame, with pride. Okay, there's so many. There's so many out there and I'll go into more detail with that. Okay. Your husband wants to be free. But he's not sure how, and he feels stuck. 
I'm going to share a bit of a testimony. I remember when God revealed to me my husband. And at the time when I met my husband, that's exactly where my husband was at. He was stuck in a counterfeit lifestyle and he he had strongholds. And when I would look at him, I could see the misery, the exhaustion, the frustration. I mean, he was miserable. He was miserable. And I remember God showing that to me. But at the same time, I remember God showing me his heart and that he really wanted to be free from the life that either he had gotten himself in or the enemy had caused him to stumble in. And when I learned that this was my husband, I was like, whoa, this is a lot. And God was like, but he needs you. He needs you to pray for him. He needs you to pray for him. Because right now, nobody else is praying for him. He doesn't know how to get free. He doesn't know how to become free. He doesn't know how to be delivered from what he's in. He doesn't know what to do. The enemy has him bound in such a way that he doesn't know how to get out. And then that's when God told me, this is why I've worked on you all these years so that through you, I can help your husband. And your reward will be a godly marriage. And your reward will be this man. I know he looks like a mess right now, (laughs) but he's going to be an incredible husband and he's going to love you with a love very similar to mine. Okay. So that's testimony that, that I have and that, uh, that God revealed to me. So, all right. So if this is the case, as, as his wife, you need to pray for his release. As his wife, as his God-ordained wife, you have the power and authority to pray on behalf of your husband's freedom. Okay? You are one in God's sight. You are one flesh. Okay? Another thing I want to throw out there that not a lot of churches talk about, not a lot of people talk about, believe it or not, when God has called you to marriage, you are already married to your spouse in God's eyes. Okay, which is another reason why a counterfeit relationship is such a bad thing, because basically when you are in a counterfeit relationship, you're basically committing adultery because not only are you with somebody you weren't meant to be with, you're committing sexual sin because you're fornicating with this person because you're not your spouse and you're committing adultery because it's not your spouse. God already considers you married to your spouse because he ordains you at the very beginning of time before you were even formed in your mother's womb. God has our life already written out. And part of that is if you were called to marriage, it's that your spouse, God has already chosen that spouse for you. You're already married in his eyes. Okay. That's already your spouse. Okay. So even if you haven't met yet, or you guys are in separation and you're you're not physically together, you still have the power to pray for this man because he is your God ordained husband. He is who God chose for you. Okay? And God honors the prayers of the righteous. I've seen couples where they're believers and they're in a relationship, they're courting or they're married, and they're praying and praying and praying for God to save their marriage, to save their relationship, and it ends up falling apart. It ends up in divorce. It ends up bad. And we know that God hates divorce, but sometimes God has to allow certain relationships, certain marriages to break away because they're harmful to you. And God is not obligated to bless 
anything that he was not a part of that he did not put together. If you're a parent, I'm a parent, you'll understand this. God is our Heavenly Father, okay? He doesn't want harmful things for us. He wants good things for us. The same way that us as parents, we don't ever want to harm our children intentionally. We don't ever want to give them anything that would harm them intentionally. It's the same thing with God. And sometimes he has to break things off of us. He has to take us out of certain situations. And that could be a marriage. That could be a relationship. Especially if we've repented and we're asking God to realign us with him. Well, he can't do that if we're in something like that. We can't. And I'm going to talk further about that in a separate episode because there are a lot of religious people that are um, are against a lot of what I just said. <laughs> but I'm going to clarify that more with scripture and everything and what the Holy Spirit has shown me. Now, ladies, you might be in a situation where as the wife, you may you may be the one that is going to end up leading spiritually. You're going to end up leading your husband and your family spiritually. Now, you're not to lead your husband in any other areas, but you might have to lead him and your children for a while spiritually until he gets up there. Now, I know some people will say, oh, what about the scripture in Ephesians that a husband is the one that's supposed to lead spiritually? Yes. But God also understands that, again, like I said in the beginning of this of this episode, is that a lot of men are lost. A lot of men have no clue what to do. Okay, because the enemy has lifted so many restraints off of men. Men just don't even know where to start. And what God revealed to me a few years back was that, again, he's using women, he's using his daughters, right, to intercede and to help his sons come back to him, these men. Okay, because remember, they're God's sons first before they're our husbands. Okay. And because God knows this is what's going on, he's not going to hold it against us if our husbands don't lead spiritually for a while. And we have to. He's not. And no, that doesn't mean that just because he can't lead spiritually that that's not your husband. Okay? Don't listen to that. That's a lie from the enemy. Okay? To make you, once again, forfeit your marriage and your spouse. Okay? You can't judge a book by its cover. You got to listen to God. If God tells you this is your husband, that's your husband. It doesn't matter how he looks at the moment, okay? So you may have to lead for a while spiritually. So although this is not God's original design or plan, as I said, it does not mean that you give up and let go. I'm going to share another personal little testimony. I've, I've almost done that. I've almost given up and said, I can't do this no more. I can't pray for this person no more. I can't. It's just too much. This person has too much. This person has too much on their plate. It's a lot on my shoulders. I can't. And every time I did that, the Holy Spirit would gently nudge me back to this person. No matter how many times I try to let go. And no, God does not force. But he was reminding me that, that this was the assignment. This was my cross to pick up and carry. This was my cross to bear. And he would remind me, your husband needs you. Your husband needs you. So it also doesn't mean that you allow your frustration and your weariness, because I know we all, I've, I've been there. I've, I've gotten so weary. But we can't allow that to cause us to turn our backs on our husbands or our marriages. There's a scripture that Apostle Paul talks about, and I'm going to paraphrase, but he's talking about 
that, you know, if if a wife has, has an unbelieving husband or a prodigal, whatever you want to call it, he is sanctified through the wife and vice versa. So you being the sanctified wife, because God's worked on you, right? He's prepared you. And maybe it's your husband that is the prodigal. Maybe he's not there yet. Maybe he's just barely coming out of a counterfeit lifestyle, okay? He's He has, you know, um, these strongholds, okay? You being the sanctified wife can sanctify your husband through the word of God and by your conduct. Now, it's important to remember you don't force him. You don't drill it into him every day and drive him crazy with it. Just lead by example, and God will take care of the rest, okay? So it's important, wives, that your spiritual posture remains stable and that you exemplify the love of God towards your husband in all that you do. Because let me tell you something, there are going to be times where you're not going to like your husband very much. There's going to be times where you're going to have to forgive your husband because he's made a mistake. There's going to be times where your husband might hurt you, not intentionally, okay? But none of us are perfect. Our husbands are not perfect and they're going to fall short. They are. It doesn't mean that they don't love you. It doesn't mean that they don't care. But remember, they're battling a major thing in their life. Okay? So you really, really, really have to remember to have love and mercy and grace and understanding and forgiveness for your husband. Okay? And submission, but that's going to be a separate episode that I'm, I'm going to go into that, okay? So, the spirits and strongholds that your husband is wrestling with, be prepared. And this is where I say you have to have the whole armor of God on because those strongholds, those spirits that are on your husband are going to try to fight you every step of the way. Every step of the way. But you've got to remain steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the love and work of the Messiah. Knowing that your labor of love, peace, grace, forgiveness, understanding, and discipleship for your husband is not in vain. It's not. God raised you up for such a time as this, for this assignment, for this man. And consider that an honor. I know it is tough. I know it is challenging. It might even seem unfair. But consider it an honor that God has called you to this. Okay? I also just want to give a reminder that you can do a lot of damage to the kingdom of darkness by prayer. Then more than anything else. More than anything else. There's going to be some times where you're going to face situations with your husband or maybe the situation he comes with. And you're just going to want to handle it out of your flesh. Let me tell you something. Don't. As much as you're going to be tempted to, don't. Go to God in prayer. And fight it through prayer. Okay? Because that is where you're going to be able to do more damage. Okay? Now, your husband, for a while, may not be in a position to serve God yet. Or even lead you or your children spiritually. But do not be discouraged. Be encouraged that your entire household will serve God because of what you're doing. Your husband, in the mighty name of Yeshua, will come to God. Your children will come to know God because of you. 
This is the big assignment and mission that God has given you. And remember not to force your husband or not to be contemptuous towards him. Do not make him feel worse than what he already feels. He's looking at you for support, for encouragement, for understanding, for help, for comfort, for ad, um, admonition and admiration. Or admiration, sorry. So always remember to try to simply just demonstrate God's love mercy and grace with your husband it will be hard ladies it will be hard sisters but god is with you every step of the way and there will be rewards in it he will bless you with a beautiful marriage he will bless you with a blissful marriage you will have beautiful moments you will you will get through it and remember what i said please please don't ever turn your back on your husband because he doesn't look how you thought he should look or because he comes with so many obstacles and challenges. Remember that God created you specifically for this man. You are that man's rib. You are suitable for him. And remember, God knows beginning to end, end to beginning, which means that God already knew A lot of these things were going to happen. God's never going to give you any more than what you can handle. So whatever it is that your husband comes with, I know it may not seem that way, but you're going to be able to handle it. And you're going to be able to be there for your husband. And you're going to get through it. And it's going to be because of you, wife, daughter of Zion. It's going to be because of you that your husband's going to come back to God. He's going to come back to his faith. He's going to be able to love you the way that the Messiah loves the church, just like it says in Ephesians chapter 5. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. It's hard work. It is extremely hard work. But it's worth it in the end. It's rewarding in the end. And think about it this way as well. The biggest and most important thing is it's all about your husband's salvation and it's all about his eternal welfare. And when you love someone with that unconditional love, those things matter. Those things matter. I know it might seem like a heavy burden, but when you love someone unconditionally, you will do whatever you can for them. And Ultimately, it teaches you about God's love and mercy and grace. And I know that those are some of the biggest things that God has shown me during my personal journey. So that is it for this episode. I pray it's been a source of encouragement and blessings for you and of hope. Because I know it can be really hard. And I just want you to know that you're not in it alone because first and foremost, God is with you. And secondly, I'm in that journey with you as well. So that is it for this episode. I will see you all in my next episode. Take care.